Hey everyone, welcome back to This Lesbian Ship is Intense. I'm Katie. And I'm V. And we're here to just talk to you today um, <laughs> because we are trying to work out something super special for the final episode of the season, episode eight. And it's just taking longer than we expected to coordinate. Yes, but we have decided that it is worth, you know, waiting until we can coordinate that. And we think that you all will think it's worth waiting too. So we're kind of in a, you know, we're trying to make it happen and we don't know exactly when it'll happen, but it'll happen. So we wanted to provide some sort of content for you all in the meantime. Uh, so we're just going to do what we do best and talk shit about lesbian ships with you today. Uh, just generally. <laughs> yes, yes. And then while we wait for that episode, we might start covering other things. Um to continue to put episodes out there for you all. But the final episode of First Kill is coming one way or the other. <laughs> yes, it it will be done. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I think the first thing that we have to talk is Clexicon. Because yes, it was absolutely. the first kill event of the season. It really seems like... Oh, it was like the bell of the ball. They they gave the booth another booth because it was so popular on the first night. Did you see that? Yes, I did. And I just want to give a special shout out to Monica Monroe, who designed all of the um, swag, if you will, uh, for First Kill. And we're passing things out and made boxes for Sarah Catherine and Imani. And I know the whole say first kill team was behind it but she's done a lot of like really great design for first kill and the save first kill campaign and that's awesome i know i'm really sad that i wasn't there for the tattoos because uh i love me some <laughs> i was like i love me some um temporary tattoos is it because i'm too big of a baby to get a real one so i just like enjoy the temporaries whatever <laughs> That's funny you talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, say, I was like, meanwhile, you're tatted up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I still would have got a temporary one. Um, I would have fit right in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I loved all of that stuff. And I just love seeing all the first kill fans together. We heard from quite a few of you that got to go and that said you had the best time with everyone and we were definitely experiencing some FOMO from not being there <laughs> it was so cute seeing some of the videos like some of the um, people who had gotten together to watch like first kill together like in the hotel room it just like I don't know it made me think of like my sorority days like I loved it <laughs> yeah same same like um I was thinking about this how cool that would be for us to do one day in the future if we ever got to go to a con together because we've never watched a show together no that we've covered like, oh, we've never even been in the same room together <laughs> i know one day it will happen uh, maybe 2023 is the year tlsi to clexicon 2023 <laughs> <laughs> yes let's start planning now um i was also so like okay because i've never been to a con period so me like, either me either okay so like i don't know what's protocol like was it normal that sarah catherine and imani were like going to the booth 
Because, like, I, I mean, they would be, like, tucked away, you know? Like, so people have to pay to hang out with them. <laughs> I mean, I think the Klexicon staff is really trying to keep it that way. Um, and, you know, we weren't there. So I, I've heard, like, the Klexicon staff weren't the friendliest to oh. fans because of that. Um, but that is traditional con protocol. So I don't yeah. really know, like... You know, but Klexicon's always been slightly different because there's a different connection between fans and yes. in the LGBT community and actors. So I, I not being there, I don't think we can really comment on it. But yeah. that is traditionally how it is. You gotta pay okay. the big bucks to see the stars. Because <laughs> that's like exactly what I was thinking. I was just like, I was like, is this like normal? <laughs> or do they just like love their shit so much that they're like, I'm a fan too. I am also a guest of Klexicon. <laughs> I think Sarah Catherine and Imani were like, yes, first killers. Uh, give me the swag. Save first kill. Like, I think they were just like living their best lives and didn't give a fuck about the rules is what I think. They deserve um, it. Yeah. So the I heard the panel was really awesome. Um, I heard like the, the meet and greets one-on-one -on -one with them and the panel were like the best parts of Klexicon for many people. That's what a lot of people told me. Okay, look, I can't even fathom doing a one-on-one -on -one meet and greet with Sarah Catherine and Umani. Like I'd literally just be like, what do you Hi. think our interview was? <laughs> No, our interview was an interview. Okay, that is very different. Like, a meet and greet is like, hi, my name is V. How is your day? I have two. Like, I would just be so awkward. I'd be like, what do we talk about? Meanwhile, like you made me talk about a bee getting trapped in my <laughs> house with Sarah Catherine before we recorded. So I think that's on the same level as the meet and greet. Yeah, you know what? No, it's true. Like, I probably would just start talking. Like, I would just start telling a story about my day. Like, I'd probably be like, oh, the squirrels were burying acorns in my yard today. Um, Let's talk about that. But, but I will say, as overwhelming as their presence was to us digitally, mm -hmm. like, in person, that would be quite a different experience. I imagine the, like, magnetism from both of them would mm -hmm. be, like, drowning me almost you know what I mean like that's the only way I could think about it because I was like on such an adrenaline high after both interviews like I couldn't even sleep those nights like yeah. I was just like so buzzed up you know what I mean <laughs> well I'm thinking about um there's a photo that people keep um like editing it's Melanie on the floor with her beer I don't know if you've seen it but I'm like that would have been me after talking to them I'd be like hi <laughs> collapse <laughs> for sure um so that was just awesome and then one lovely fan back to the wilds on twitter got sarah catherine to take a picture with our logo because um we didn't get a picture with her uh when we did an interview and i thought that was like the sweetest thing ever to do Yes, I really love when people do things that are considerate, like they're just like that show care because like, what a sweet thought, you know, to like be like, I'm going to print out their logo and I'm going to make her take a photo with it. Like, I would be so self-conscious if I was doing that for someone else. But like, it made me feel so loved, you know, and I love that Sarah Catherine did it. Yeah. And also... I don't think that you were on the live. I don't but you watched it. I later. watched it after she kept it. <laughs> that cracked 
me up. I was like, oh my god, she just kept a piece of paper with our logo. I kind of wish that we could have signed it, like if we gave her autographs, like one for Imani and Sarah Catherine, and just been like, dear Sarah Catherine, <laughs> dear Mocha. <laughs> We did send them gifts. So oh, that is at, true. Least did, at least we did that. Yeah. Um, um but, Okay. Can I please tell the story about how we got our autographs? Hold on a second, because okay. what a act of fate that the person who got us autographs was like right next to the person who had Sarah Catherine take a picture with our logo oh, in line. They were right next to each other? Yes. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know why so that makes my heart warm. <laughs> it does. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know. I don't even know what we could call listeners of our podcast, you know, like, because our name is so, like, specific. Yeah. yeah. L- lesbians? <laughs> <laughs> Lesbian shippers? I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh god maybe just shippers i don't know um i have no idea what you would call which is generally what we are like you know what i mean it's so general i know we don't Uh. with me just using a letter there's no way for us to like mash up our names into something (laughs) vady vady that just sounds like vaders that sounds so weird that sounds like darth vader it's ugly it's ugly and then kate v is literally a name of a ship on arcane so it's like that's what they what, call them who are we yeah oh i don't like that i've never said it maybe it's said a different way um well i mean still even if it's kate vi that's weird because her name's vi isn't it yeah but that's still I don't know. Kate Vi. That's still weird. I don't like it. Um, How else would you mash their names up? They ran into the same problem that we're running into. What's it, her name? Kate? Is it Katie? Caitlin? Kate? Caitlin. Caitlin and Vi? Is it just Vi? <laughs> I swear I, I believe. watched this and I liked it. <laughs> um, I believe. I would call I believe you're making me, <laughs> making me question myself now, but I believe that's the case. No, you're um, probably very right. <laughs> it's been a long time since I watched it. So, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, back to the autographs. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I want to tell the story because – so primarily it is Katie who is on the social media talking to people. I will pop in occasionally and read things, and then if I want to respond, I'll respond, and if I don't, I won't. <laughs> um, and then um, I tend to do it at weird hours too because, like, I'm either awake, like, really late in the night – um or I'm awake really early in the morning so like you know like like anywhere from like 1 a.m to 5 6 7 a.m like I those are some weird hours that I tend to be on um and so for some reason I saw Laura's message to us that had essentially asked like can I get y'all autographs and I was like (gasps) I want to say yes so bad but like I I felt so guilty. I was like, I can't say yes. I can't say yes. I was like, oh, my God, I need to talk to Katie. Does Katie think that we can say yes? Like, I just, like, I could not process. And I'm pretty sure it was a weird hour where I couldn't talk to you yet. Um, So it, I think I may have said no at first. Did I say no at first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess did. I said no. And then Laura so kindly was like, are you sure? And then Katie and I were like, well, if we have a Patreon. Like, can we accept autographs? And then we said yes 
We were basically like, look, please do not feel indebted to us. Please do not feel like you have to do this. Like, please remove any, like, ties to us that may want you, compel you to do this other than your own heart. If you really want to do it, you can, but we do not need this to be happy in life. Like, we were really, like, not wanting, um, you know... It's, it's hard to accept a gift of that level of kindness sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I have a really hard time. God. Like, yeah, I think that I just, like, I feel bad for someone, I guess, like, maybe inconveniencing themselves for my for me. You know, like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, I felt I, – I it was it was a big moral quandary for me. And ultimately, I decided if, you know, like, if I cared about someone enough, like, I'd probably do the same thing. It's, a, it's for me, it's an yeah. act of caring. And I would want them to accept. And so I was like, well, I want it. And she <laughs> wants to provide it. <laughs> and if Katie says so, it's okay, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we had similar feelings. Um and we both kind of arise to the same conclusion that Laura is the kindest soul on the planet and these autographs are fucking cool. Mine's like sitting in my living room by my TV, like <laughs> visible to all. Um, I don't know where I'm going <laughs> to... I don't know where I'm going to keep them permanently yet. I'm really trying to figure that out. Um but i'm gonna frame them right here on my vanity so they can watch me get ready every morning <laughs> no i'm just kidding but i think that'll be really funny <laughs> i don't think your wife would enjoy that too much no she did not enjoy she was just like brushing her hair and she's like it's weird having sarah Catherine look at me <laughs> she turned them around <laughs> uh, and i'm telling you like i opened them up and um Cause I opened them up and then sent V hers and I like saw the, the picture on top was Sarah Catherine's to you uh-huh. and it just said V first. And I just like started crying immediately, <laughs> like instant tears in my eyes. I was like, Oh my gosh, she bought us each an autograph. Are you kidding oh me? Wait, we already had plans. We were going to, like, rock, paper, scissors it. Like, I can't remember how we decided to, like, split them up. Because we thought it was just going to be one, you know, one of each actor. We drew, we were like, okay, we'll draw which original we get. And then we'll make a copy of the other for the other person. Like, yeah. <laughs> it will be fair. And we'll each get an original and a copy. Like, we yes. we really had it worked out. So, it's so awesome. It's I look at it every day. And I'm appreciative of... The first kill fandom, the first kill fandom that has honestly like blessed our podcast and embraced us Mm -hmm. and supported us. And Laura, who sent us that? It's so I know I'm gonna cry again. (laughs) Cause like Laura even included like a post-it to like to I'm assuming she sent you a post-it too. Um you know, so like I've got like I opened it up and I I think I screamed I like screamed and I ran upstairs and then I saw the poster from Laura and then I think I started crying. <laughs> I still have the post-it. I'm Same. not getting rid of the post-it. It's gonna go um, right up with the, with the pictures. Yeah, it's staying forever. I'm keeping the post-it forever too. Um, 
So yeah, that was really fucking cool. And the live that Sarah Catherine and Imani did was honestly so sweet and nice to go through all of their gifts for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like it was so exciting because they were pulling out like they would show some pictures in the fan book and like we we're friends with the artists who have who made them and like I could tell instantly when the picture was shown before before they even said who it was, like who mm-hmm. who made that, you know, and it's so cool to see like fans get to have those experiences with them, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was. It was really nice. Um, I think it was really great getting to see, you know, like when you put a lot of like labor into something and to give to someone that you care about, it's really nice um, to see them enjoy it. Not necessarily for your own self-gratification, but like I think it just fuels that happiness of knowing that you've made them happy. Um, so it was really nice to be able to see people – see others get to see Sarah, Catherine, and Imani enjoy their gifts. Um, I also thought it was really cute. Um, Oh, did you have something to say? I just want to say, I want to give a special shout out to Sarah, Catherine's source. And it's truly Scorfano on Instagram. Who put those books together for Sarah Catherine and Imani because that takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication to get fan mail essentially from all over the world and compile it. It was two thick ass books. They got so much. Yeah. So thank you to you two as well. Like that was truly thoughtful and special what you did for the whole fandom and for Sarah Catherine and Imani. Oh, or Mocha. Just, I guess I should start calling her Mocha. It's going to be real rough for me. I'm a, I'm probably going to switch between the two. Um, and I was going to say, I was just laughing because I was like, if I was in charge of that project, like they would get the first two items that got sent to me and then like a, sorry, I forgot to compile the rest. Like I would be the <laughs> shittiest at like <laughs> making it happen. I swear there were more. <laughs> oh yeah it was so cool so you know i'm i'm happy that the first kill fandom is alive and well the save first kill campaign is still alive and well they just did another gofundme for more advertising there's a website savefirstkill.com where you can stay up to date on everything that they're doing and they do weekly episode watches this month they're doing them every friday um we've been busy the past couple friday nights uh, that they've been doing it but I think maybe we'll try to do at least one of them yeah my sleepy ass like passed out the last time yeah it was really fucking late for us old people on the east coast <laughs> you know but but it made me happy because I was like I was like well if it's at that hour for the east coast that means that it's you know like probably more respective of the people who are um hosting it which made me think about the global nature of the show so like it just it right. made happiness even though like I was like I cannot stay I cannot stay awake. I have worked a full fucking week. I am exhausted. I would like to sleep in until Saturday. Um <laughs> Yeah. It's like, okay, I've been up since like six thirty and I've been working all week. I can't do it. I can't do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Um so, but we'll definitely try to participate in one of them um, and keep the love of First Kill alive because we still love the show. It was funny, like, when I did my episode notes for episode eight, uh, my sister was, like, watching with me 
and she mm-hmm. was like holy shit like because it's like the last episode so so much is fucking happening she's like yeah. shit is hitting the fan right now yes <laughs> so it was like kind of nice because she was making me laugh while i was like really sad because it was the last episode you know but like her like instant reactions to like the finale were kind of funny well, I'm glad that you had someone to talk to you because I was watching the last episode taking my notes, but I take my notes verbally. So like I was I was like recording myself like responding and then I got like really emotional and I don't know what the fuck I said, but like my wife was just like cackling next to me, like watching me <laughs> sob. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we're we're keeping the first kill love alive and we are so appreciative of all of you. That have loved the show along with us. It's been quite a fun time, really. Oh yeah, absolutely. It brought back my love of podcasting again. Um, yeah. So you know, it'll always have a very special place in my heart, no matter what happens from here on out. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun. Now, let's dive into what V's been obsessed with first, (laughs) speaking of talking about lesbian ships, because funny story, this is how the obsession started. When we were waiting to interview Felicia, that's right. we were on hold uh, with her assistant while he was coordinating, and we were, like, joking about um, him listening into our, like... (laughs) gay conversations um but we were talking about Haley kiyoko and becca tilly and um you knew they were together but you didn't know that like it was known they were together before yes. they got together which i did because of my from our bachelor in paradise days mm-hmm. like i found out all about bachelor nation and bachelor nation Actually, I feel like knew more about their relationship than Haley Kiyoko fans. Which because is I knew nothing because I'm a Haley Kiyoko fan, but like not a stan. A fan, but not that intense. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Haley Kiyoko fan too, not a stan. And um, but I knew that I guess just from the Bachelor and I have like a Bachelor Nation obsessed friend, and she didn't know either. And she was like, How the fuck didn't you tell me about this? <laughs> um, but um so I had known, and um, I think it's funny, that just shows how little, like, the gays and Bachelor fans, like, cross over. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So, like, okay, so I used to watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, like, periodic. I used to watch it when I was in a sorority and watch that seriously. Then when I came out and, like, you know, started living my life, I stopped watching. But then I started watching again for some reason around the time of my wedding for laughs. <laughs> well it's a very like intense time like it might be nice to have like the uh it all like intensified for reality tv you know when yeah. you're planning a wedding yeah because because i used to watch it with my friends like we'd have a night where we'd come and watch it together you know so um and then i stopped watching and then i started watching bachelor in paradise for demi and then i haven't watched since like i just like haven't watched since then hadn't thought about it really and then um i knew Haley was coming out with that music video and then i saw becca tilly on it and then i saw like essentially like the coming out and i was like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. i was like what the fuck <laughs> I was like, what have i missed and so then of course i started diving into it and then oh, because i'm fucking i don't know because i'm gay because i'm me like i don't know like i just couldn't 
take this news like a normal person and be like what an interesting piece of (laughs) information and like put it down instead oh my god instead I have just done a lot of digging I found out that Becca Tilly I think you're the one who told me that Becca has a podcast right yeah I did because I told you to listen to her she did an episode so like I don't listen to her podcast regularly like I've listened to it if they've interviewed someone I like um in the past and um I listened to Becca the episode when Becca like talked about her relationship because I guess on the podcast what's her what's her name for Haley 95p so she referred to Haley as 95p throughout the podcast without identifying her relationship and so after the reveal of 95p she did a podcast episode and I listened to that mm-hmm. which is so cute and sweet so regardless I recommend listening to that episode if you're yes. into them um and I was like you should listen to this episode <laughs> And then you come back and you're like, okay, so I've started her podcast. I'm like, wait, you started the whole podcast? I told you to listen to one episode. I listened to one episode and then I said, I must start from the beginning. <laughs> and I have. And you literally went to the very beginning, haven't you? Yeah, guess what episode I'm on right now? What episode? I want episode 52. <laughs> oh my God, you've really done a deep dive. <laughs> literally oh i is go to there, sleep like, reddit, to it is, is there like a reddit page that tells you which episodes to listen to for all yes. the 95p references it, it there is a reddit that tells you all of like the Haley kyoko the 95p references and okay um, so like so i want i listened to the episode of her coming out and then um I was like, oh, you emotional thing. Then I decided to go and watch her episode of The Bachelor or her seasons of The Bachelor. Except I have to pay to watch the one that she was in longer. And I don't feel like paying, but I'm going to cave. I know I'm going to cave. So I watched the one. That well, she now you're in. Now you're in too deep. You just like have to do it. Oh, I absolutely am. And so like, okay. I'm going to say some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which we'll see if they stay in. Um, I'm going to say some things which are like I don't like I don't want to like speculate or like dictate what someone's sexuality is I think that part of the reason that I'm a bit obsessed with Becca is that I think I relate a bit to her and so like I don't know if I'm seeing things that are truly there or if I'm seeing what I'm projecting onto her so like when I watched um her her season with um Ben I was like girl you do not look interested and then of course then I was just like because I don't know what her, I don't know how she identifies. So then I was like, oh, does she like identify as like queer? You know, like I, I don't know what her label is. And so then, you know, she has two gay sisters too. I learned that. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, her family just <laughs> keeps making gay babies, keep doing it. <laughs> I love it. I love it for the Tilly sisters. I think that I heard somewhere that like maybe I read it in an interview because I've also read interviews um, that Becca (laughs) I think she may have said something to the effect of like maybe like didn't recognize or like didn't think that she was into women because like her experience wasn't like her sister's where I think like maybe one or both like have never been attracted to men maybe right which might make it harder like honestly when you're trying to figure it out. To have, like, a direct comparison of someone that's like, I'm super gay, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and to be like, I don't feel that way, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I ended up deciding to like go back to the beginning because I was just like, oh, I'd be really interested to hear like what her experience has been and like how she referenced Haley because I know she talked about her just like not as Haley. And um, I have to say that I think that I like Becca Tilly like all on her own. Like I think I just um, I think that we have a lot of really fundamental differences that I don't know that like I mean, it's not like we're ever going to have the opportunity to be friends. <laughs> But right. like, <laughs> I think that there are some fundamental differences to who we are as people um, that would make any kind of like real friendship difficult. And I think that from what I've heard, at least back in 2018, she's a bit naive. Like, you know, she's just like, she hasn't lived life as a queer person of color, you know? So like, there are just like some things where I think that she's a bit naive, um, good hearted, but naive. And, um, but like really funny. And um, I think just like a lot of like how she's talked about relationships just really resonated for me. Like, I really remember, cause she talked a lot about how she wanted a long distance relationship because she wanted her independence. And she talked about how she didn't want to share a bed with her partner because she like wanted her space. And she's like, oh, you know, like we can sleep together three nights of the week, but four nights of the week can I have my space? you know blah 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 and I'm like girl that was me when I thought I had to be with a man like I remember like thinking because like I didn't really think that there was something other than being straight so like growing up I was like oh I'm gonna have to share a home with a man like I'm gonna have to (laughs) see him in the house without a shirt like he's gonna like be there all the time I have to like have kids like I have to, like I wanted kids but I was like I have to have them with him and help he has to help me raise them like there was nothing that was appealing to me about having a man as my partner and yeah. um and that's why I thought I didn't want to get married and then like once I started dating women I was like oh fuck I am like I am someone who enjoys physical touch. I am someone who enjoys spending quality time. I am someone who looks forward to marriage and child rearing and all of this kind of shit. I just never wanted it with a man. So there's like a lot about Becca as she's talking about relationships in the beginning uh, before she met Haley that I'm like, ooh, I relate to that. Now, my experience was like, I don't know. I, I could, I could, I probably could have married a man. I probably could have done it and, and been in the dark for like quite a while, but like, I much rather be with women. And so there's probably projection happening for me, but I think that she's fun. Right. I enjoy it. I love, um, what I've seen. Have you seen any of their fucking TikToks and Instagram reels? They're so fucking cute, Katie. Uh, Haley and Becca's? Yes, they're so cute. Yes, of course. I've been following them specifically <laughs> since the relief release of their relationship status. And I relish in every bit of content that they provide us now. It it, it like it makes my heart flutter. They're so fucking cute together. And I really like to see both of them be happy. I mean, I don't super know Becca. Like, I know her social media personality. Mm-hmm. And from the few episodes I've listened to, like, I enjoy her um, rapport with Tanya. Is that her yeah. podcast partner's name? Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoy their friendship and rapport with each other. I think it's fun. I think they're both pretty funny. Um, and... Um, I like her relationship lately. I like to keep my distance, like, with celebrities, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like to feel like I truly know them so I can enjoy them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I just like looking at their cute reels and their cute pictures and smiling. Like, that's what I like to do. 
Yeah. Um, I will not lie, Katie. There was a night where like, because I listen to the podcast as I go to sleep. And so I was going to sleep listening to the podcast and I like, I could not fall asleep. And then my brain starts spiraling, starts like creating a story, which uh, I was like, they've done some interviews. I was like, but have they done any interviews with anyone queer? I was like, could we interview them? Would we talk to them? <laughs> Would they listen to us? Should we reach out to Scrubbing in podcast or should we reach out to Becca directly? I was like, we should probably go to Becca, not Haley. And then I was like, what would we ask? What would the interview be? I don't have any interview questions. I already know all the answers. All I want to – I think what I really want is I just – I think I want to say to Becca how proud I am of her and how happy I right. am for her and how much like – regardless of what her story is and her identity is is that there's so much in listening to the early um the early parts of her podcast that really like hit me as someone who just like didn't even think that being like I just didn't even think about being gay like I just assumed that I was straight because that's what it is even though I detested the idea of being with a man you know like yeah um so I was so then I told so I talked myself out of it because I, I was fully gonna message you like at two in the morning and then I was like calm down there's no reason for you to interview them there's nothing to ask all you want to do is like say tell her you, you love her and, and you're and proud of her <laughs> yes I was like you can fucking just tweet that shit <laughs> but also I will say like I'm proud of her too and as a casual fan I just it's really hard from the environment that she's famous for yeah. to come out like sorry it was a shitty time during bachelor paradise with demi and christian like mm -hmm. um and you know you we could talk all day about like bachelor rules and how demi's this way or how christian's that way like i don't give a fuck about any of that like yeah. there was it was still rife with homophobia you know like it's a big it's rife with racism like there's a lot of toxicity in the bachelor world and that's like my bachelor nation friend that knows becca and um didn't know when i told her about it she was like i'm so fucking happy that the bachelor nation fans will be exposed to this she's dating a queer woman of color and it's gonna be in yeah. their fucking face like you know like she was just ranting when she found out because it is this extremely straight and white world you know yeah. and also not only was she like figuring this out and figuring out how she wants her relationships to be perceived because she was on a show like the bachelor where people are obsessed with the relationship that's portrayed to the world you know and i think in those instances a lot of those people find it hard to determine what's real and what's not real you know mm -hmm. and i have found Becca to be a genuine person so I could um see why she would hesitate to want to reveal something that she wants to protect to that fan base specifically you know because yeah. of the obsessive nature about relationships specifically <laughs> in the world that she's from yeah and then also she's dating someone who's basically famous for being a lesbian <laughs> like <laughs> lesbian jesus yes exactly <laughs> lesbian jesus was her thing you know the girls like girls video yes. was this huge cultural phenomenon 
Like that's a lot. All of those things intertwining. And I respect her for taking her own time and doing it at her own pace. And I don't really give a fuck what anyone says about actors in Hollywood. As long as they're not being or or celebrity personalities, whatever you want to call it. Like as long as you're not being exploitive of the queer mm-hmm. community, I say do whatever the fuck you want. Like take care of yourself first. Don't feel pressured to come out. Like be yourself and look out for yourself because Hollywood like it's not I say this all the time but it's such a fucked up place, you know? And it truly is and look out for yourself first, you know, protect yourself first. Come out when you're ready and I'm glad she was able to do it on her own terms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I um I really appreciated. So like I think that the reason that I'm finding that I like Becca is she seems really real and it's yeah. really making me want to watch her season with um I guess Chris because it sounds like a lot of people really liked her from that season and from what I've heard on the podcast, I'm like I really like this girl. Um And the other thing about like coming out on your own time is um, she got emotional in the podcast where she talks about coming um, like, you know, announcing her relationship with Haley and where she says that, you know, she was trying to be private and not secret. And so she would be out with Haley. And if people came up, she would introduce Haley as her girlfriend. And so she wasn't, you know, doing the evasive like, oh, this is my friend or like, oh, this is just Haley type of thing. And, you know, they they meet people who listen to their podcast I'm sure they meet other people who recognize um you know either Be- Becca or Haley and she said that there were plenty of people who knew about her relationship with Haley and that she is just so appreciative that it didn't blow up anywhere on social media and like essentially out her before she was ready and like that made me so emotional because I just wish that like you know I just wish that we cared more about people and like gave people space to do thing on things on their own terms and I think that that's like a little bit of a thing that sometimes I have to remember is because like I'm so free and I talk so much it's like sometimes I have to remember what's my story to tell and what's not my story to tell because like right. sometimes I want to share a thing about other people and then I'm like well how would they feel if they knew that I told that story about them to someone else you know like maybe that's not a story they want told um so I just felt really emotional for like the respect and love that that gave becca you know that she was in control you know she had agency over her own life <laughs> which we all what a concept <laughs> what a concept yeah they're super cute and i mean honestly like i think it's pretty dope of Haley. it made me respect her more that she was okay being in a private relationship with her being famous for being gay you know what i mean yeah. like you know yeah. she could have easily been like uh, I'm going to be public, but she wanted to respect her relationship first. And like, there's just something about like people not exploiting their relationship that it's appealing to me and yeah. our digital age where like everything is fucking out there. And I'm a connoisseur of pop culture. Like I enjoy it and I enjoy gossip and drama sometimes but at the same time, like, I appreciate realness. So it's like mm-hmm. a, a balance that doesn't make sense. But <laughs> I, like, I live it. <laughs> I'm complex. <laughs> I'm a complex person. Um, but, yeah, it's so cool. And I, um, I like, am so delighted anytime they share a picture. Like, the stuff with Becca being on tour with Haley right now is so fucking cute. So cute. So cute. Oh, my God. Also, there was... um. 
a meet and greet with Haley. Um, and someone asked her if there were any songs about Becca, and she shared some of the songs that were about Becca. And then, um, <laughs> and then in their podcast, Tanya is reading the lyrics to some of the songs that are about Becca. <laughs> and Tanya's like, "What the fuck did you do to Haley, girl?" Because <laughs> like they're like they're not romance songs; they're like heartbreak songs. <laughs> Well, I imagine that's part of the reason why they kept it a secret for a while. There's probably some shit you have to work out. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, oh yeah. And e- even in long term, like loving, dedicated relationships, you gotta deal with some shit. <laughs> like, life is hard. I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes on social media, like people don't take consideration of that for like just the general public. Um, like even with celebrities, like sometimes shit in your life happens that makes it hard as an individual and interacting with another person through Mm -hmm. those hard times is fucking hard sometimes oh for sure yeah yeah yeah. absolutely i think my wife asked me if i ever thought we could do couples like benefit from couples therapy and i was like oh yeah and she was like oh and i was like i was like but everyone could (laughs) i was like you know like but as a pro therapy person like i would just say that to anybody like i think everybody would benefit from therapy but i could you know i think we're still in a transitionary phase where therapy is like way more accepted than it used to be Mm -hmm. but still it's like associated with like you need this for a specific like bad reason and not Mm -hmm. good reason sometimes like oh yeah i told her i was like yeah i was like i think it'd be great i was like you know get into therapy preventatively so i was like learning to communicate with someone because we also have like very different styles of communication so i was like therapy would be really helpful in the beginning stages of a relationship rather than what people do which is they enter into couples therapy when they're already having troubles and at that point in time it's not impossible but it's difficult it's a lot more difficult when there's a lot of negativity already you know you're being reactive rather than preventative yeah therapy (laughs) therapy soapbox over here uh tlsi we're pro therapy get it if you're an individual (laughs) if you're a couple for your friend group whatever you need get some therapy it helps it almost felt like an ad it was just like and you can get therapy at (laughs) I told my therapist about this podcast a little bit when everything was happening with with like our interviews and stuff. I was like, I've got to talk to you about this because it's consuming my life. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I'm so curious. Like she'll never. And I told her like I was like, this is the name, and you can listen if you want. I don't care. But she's not. She's not said. So I'm like, I wonder if she's looked it up and listened. But she's so good. One of the reasons I love her so much is she's so good at boundaries. Like I was going to say, she, was like, good therapist that she hasn't told you if she's listened. I know she's great. That's mm-hmm. why I love her because I have strict requirements for a good therapist, and um, she um has the best boundaries like she tells me just enough about her so i feel like i know her but i really don't know anything about her you know Mm -hmm. so that's one of the reasons i love her and um yeah she knows that i'm a podcaster so lol if she listens to this episode (laughs) hey therapist (laughs) hello well if my therapist is listening she's i mean she already knows that i'm trying to replace her It's because I keep trying to find a queer person of color at the agency. And of course, it's like, not. Nah, it's all straight and white. And I'm like, I just want someone I can relate to. <laughs> it's hard to find a good therapist. I lucked out with mine. 
Um, and I'm just gonna be like devastated the day I have to go to a new therapist. Oh my god! I anyway, talked about this. Just one last thing about therapists is so talking about being reactive and not you know preventative was like essentially when I knew I was gay, but like I wasn't ready to like you know admit it and like have to break up with my boyfriend of like forever. I went to therapy. <laughs> Like, essentially, my therapist was like, girl, you got to break up with him. Like, you know, she didn't say it in that way. But like through our sessions, you know, like she got me to that place. And I was just like, I want I wanted someone to force me to like, stay, you know, because it felt safer. Right. But of course, therapy was like, you know, uncovering like my own shit. And then I was like, motherfucker. (laughs) You know, let me say one more thing because I the first time I went to therapy, I just like took whoever they assigned me and I was like, let me just try it out. I don't want to be like, I don't want to make any like mm. opinions. And I got assigned this guy and I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like this. Like even most of my tattoos are done by women. Like I really have a strong repellent men and but I was like I'll do it anyway and it was a horrible experience for me I didn't get anything out of it and I didn't go back to therapy for so long because of it and the key thing about therapy is sometimes it takes a while for your personalities to mesh that's okay but like it's okay to want certain things in a therapist for you to be comfortable revealing the like hardest things about yourself to someone. Mm-hmm. So trust your gut and your instinct for that as well. Yeah. 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 Definitely. It's that balance. Yeah. Giving someone a shot because therapists are going to push, you know, like you're going to maybe feel uncomfortable sometimes, yeah. but also recognize what is like not working for you know it's, it's a balance it's a, it's a personality like therapists have personalities too like sometimes mm-hmm. your personalities don't mesh when you're communicating so that's fine but you know give it a shot people give it a shot that's all i'm saying <laughs> um okay. okay we talked enough about becca and Haley. i'm sorry <laughs> we've talked enough about becca and Haley and therapy you know i wish we like had advertisements because you know how so many podcasts have like uh better help commercials like yes. it would be perfect if we had one right here <laughs> anyway we're not sponsored like that um <laughs> I guess the main gay thing that I've been watching, which is almost over, I'm so sad, is Harley Quinn on HBO Max. Um, Almost over, like, series finale? No, 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 just the season. It comes out every Thursday, and it's just a 30-minute ep, and I watch it every morning with my coffee if I can't, if I don't have, like, an early morning meeting. I just, like, watch it with my coffee, and it starts off my day so wonderfully. Like, it's been so nice. That's such a cute Um, routine. I love it. I know it's like a little gay, like fun for my morning to start, to start your day. day. <laughs> a little gay to start my day. That's what it is. Um, and so I'm just gonna be so sad when it's over next week. But um, it's been really fun. Like I wasn't sure because I'm iffy on superhero stuff, just generally yeah. like. Um, and I just don't love the Harley Quinn Joker stuff that goes on. Oh, yeah. I have a I have a problem with uh, you know abusive power dynamics. Just generally, um, it's hard for me. I was me. gonna say, I was like, I hope that you have a problem with abusive power dynamics. <laughs> I mean, like consuming them, even like some yeah, people yeah. don't. I I have a really hard time with it. Um, 
But this show is just phenomenal. I think it deals with the abusiveness of the Harley Joker dynamic extremely mm-hmm. well and giving Harley her own agency while being true to like Harley's like villainous traits. Um, and what's really interesting is like by the third season, Harley's kind of on a hero's journey almost. Mm. Like she's she's like a hero in Gotham, which is not a true hero. And they really explore like how we can all be heroes and villains because they're kind of exploring like Batman as a bit of a villain. Uh, um like just kind of morally and how like your own experience and values just shape your life and your decision making um and so those concepts are really interesting in a 30 minute show and how does does the series start like does it start like with the joker like because like it starts with harley and the joker together but that ends very quickly and then the series is her trying to stand on her own two feet without the joker okay and is is it just called harley i mean like I, I i know about it i need to watch it i just haven't done it is it just called harley quinn yeah okay i need, I need to i need to watch it and then poison ivy is her best friend um who's always been supportive of her and so she like is finally like you've got to leave the joker so it's kind of like harley and poison ivy as best friends together harley assembles her own crew to try to like shove it to the Joker, you know what I mean, and become mm-hmm. the best supervillain there is. And throughout that process, she like becomes a hero, and then Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn like fall in love, and um, they the whole thing is building to their like the second the whole second season is building their relationship, mm-hmm. um, and then the third season is when they're finally together. So. Okay. But because they're 30 minute episodes, it like progresses fairly quickly for you when you start watching. How many episodes do they have a season? It's like, I think the first couple are 12 episodes, the first two seasons, and the third season is 10. So it's like a a good amount of content still, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And it's just so fucking funny. I find the show to be hilarious. I laugh out loud a ton during it. Um, I love their references. I think like some of the side characters are really entertaining too. Like yeah. I just genuinely really enjoy the show. I mean, I don't love the Joker, but he's probably the most tolerable Joker that I found in a long time. Version of him. So, yeah. Um, but Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are the faves. They're great. So entertaining. Um, and it's just a lot of fun and it's gay. I mean, that's what I want that's in enough. my life these days. <laughs> that's enough to entertain me. Um, and, um, you know, like I've always known like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Like there's always mm-hmm. like a thing about those two characters having a romance, you know. But I don't think we've ever seen it in any like mainstream film or television between Harley Quinn and the Joker until I mean Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy until now. So it's exciting that this show is like really diving into it and it's really like just refreshing to have like Harley Quinn and the Joker as this toxic relationship and then Harley and Poison Ivy is like this really healthy supportive um, relationship but that is still like fun and respects their villain villain characters you know like 
Mm-hmm. I've just been really impressed by it overall. So yeah, I I, I, I highly recommend. Yeah, and it just got picked up for season four, which was like a little scary with all the drama going on at HBO Max oh, yeah, right now. <laughs> so thank God for that. So there's going to be another season. So we don't have to worry about this one getting canceled. And one of the other reasons I like it is it's a multiple season arc of a lesbian couple like i like mm-hmm. to see story yes. progression and long-term storytelling and we get it with this show so that's fun too i'm excited to watch because i used to really love um superhero things as a kid like i loved like the do you remember i mean i'm i don't know if you watch it like the x-men cartoon like spider-man cartoon like did you watch those? Yeah, I, I watched those some. I did it. I wasn't super into them when I was young. I was like a big Power Rangers fan. Mm. But because, um, you know, they had the two, they had the yellow and the pink Power Ranger. I needed yeah. a girl character to really yeah. love it, you know? Um, <laughs> if there wasn't a sign from a young age, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Talking about a sign from a young age, for some reason, my sister and I were talking about Friday, and I don't know why, I because I don't talk too much to my sister about, like, gay shit, because, like, she's still weird. Um, she's just, like, good heart, weird. Um, and so I was, I just, like, blurted it out. I was like, oh, yeah, I realized now as a kid I had a crush on Nia Long. And um, she was like, re- she received it really well, like, where she was just like, oh, really? That's, you know, like, oh, you know, like, she's like, I feel like a lot of people, like, were attracted to her. She's like, well, you know, what is it? And I was just like, you do not want me to talk to you about why I was attracted to this woman. Just accept the fact that I had a crush. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. I'm like, <laughs> I was me not renting Charlie's Angels from Blockbuster assigned to my dad, like, every week that I would alternate between, like, Charlie's Angels, Josie the Pussycat, like... <laughs> Oh my god, just had a rotation. (laughs) Um so um I didn't watch that, but my nephew when I was was born when I was a teenager and he fucking loved superhero stuff. Mm -hmm. So I got really into it with him um and kept up with it for a while, but then it just kind of fell off. Like it was a hard fall. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think it just became oversaturated for me. I mean, there, there's been a lot. I, th- I think I think for me, the drop was, well, like, I think, like, I just grew, like, growing older. Like, I just felt like it felt almost childish, I guess. And then, like, then when I reached the age where I could potentially kind of get back into it, it felt very male-centric. And I didn't care about watching mm-hmm. men, you know? So, like, I wasn't into it. Um, I did watch some things with women. And so, like, I've heard about Harley Quinn a lot. I see it like on my timeline and shit and I've known that I need to watch it but I didn't know where it aired so I didn't even know I had access to it until you and I talked about it last and now I know that it's on HBO which I can watch and I should watch um and maybe that'll like you know kind of get me back into it because I used to love these things like I think that I just really like the idea of whoo I was like I don't know if I want to go and analyze that but I, <laughs> I like the idea of like people being good and doing good for others and you know good prevailing and um you know like not well I mean there's a vi- there is violence but I was like I feel like cartoons a lot of times depict the violence in a way that is non you know super lethal <laughs> well Harley Quinn is interesting because it's, it's graphic in a way with the violence but it's in a it's in a way that it almost like makes fun of the superhero genre a little bit and how like 
kind of it kind of makes fun of the masculinity that exists yeah. in the superhero genre a little bit and like the the boy culture and the boy club of it um and i think that's why i like it so much um I'll, so i'll enjoy that i also need to watch yeah. she hulk just because i like tatiana maslany I know. I've been thinking about that. I'm like, I really need to try to find my family's login to Disney Plus and give She-Hulk <laughs> a try because, like, I love Tatiana Maslany so much. I think she's such an incredible actress. So I want to mm-hmm. give it a shot. That's um, exactly why. It's because I watched a good – I don't know how far I got into Orphan Black, and I think it got too much for me, and I dropped it, and I really wish that I kept with it. I really should rewatch Orphan Black. Um, but I just remember I thought she did an amazing job with that. So, like, now I just love her, and I'm just like, I will watch whatever. Same. I mean, I I think some something with the male cl- – like, something happened that really turned me off from or- after a while. It got a little bit too all over the place for me. But she – Black, it was incredible in it. So – I've thought about going back and watching it too, but I just don't know if I want to. There's going to be like some sort of like spinoff of Orphan Black though coming really? out. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for that. Um, other things that I've watched that are um, gay recently or I've rewatched. So have you watched mm-hmm. The Wheel of Time on Amazon? No. What the hell is that? So, I'm super into the fantasy genre these days. I want escape. I want a lovely other reality. <laughs> or not lovely other reality. Just another reality. And um, I just watched the first two episodes of the Lord of the Rings series that came out. And I was like, oh, you know what? To my sister, I was like, you know what? You need to watch A Wheel of Time. So, I just rewatched it with her. And it's... One of the best fantasy shows out there right now, I think. Rosamund Pike is the main character. Um, and she's queer in the show. And it's like a um and a very interesting reveal that she is, and um, a very interesting relationship and dynamic, and it's very like pro-women for the fantasy you know, genre. Fantasy um, women, gay. I I'm already what is it called? Wheel of time? a wheel of time or the wheel of time and the new the new season's supposed to be coming out soon but i'm just obsessed with this show and this is saying something like i love that it's gay but i don't care that it's gay because i find the show itself really intriguing and interesting like i'm interested in the whole plot of it mm-hmm. <laughs> so um it's got tons of interesting, strong female characters in it. I even find most of the male characters very interesting. Um, so it's a high recommend for me if you haven't watched it. Jeez, I don't know if I've been watching anything um, gay. I feel like the last thing I watched that was gay before First Kill was the movie. Was it, was it Crush? Is that what it was called? Yeah, but, um, Crush. Yeah. Did you ever watch it? Because I... I, I did talk to you I about did. it. Okay, I don't know if we'll, I don't know if we'll ever do it for the podcast. There was a point in time in which I thought about doing it for the podcast, but I feel like there are other things that I'm maybe more interested in. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I watched it. I thought it was really cute. Like, yeah, I don't know what the general consensus was, but I'm like, if you liked Heartstopper, there's no reason why you wouldn't like Crush. Like, it's very exactly. Sweet I feel like, and cute. I, feel like I saw mixed so. things. Like I saw like some people who were like, "Oh, 
oh, this is so cute. And then I feel like there were other people who were like, oh, this is so cheesy and corny. And I'm like, you can't fucking win. Can you fuck off? <laughs> like, I feel like there's no appreciation for the rom-com genre anymore that is extremely cheesy. Like, mm-hmm. The, the one of the rom teen rom coms that like I loved growing up was like John Tucker must die. Okay, where just the girls come together to want to kill their like, you know the like overcome their sleazy boyfriend. Like you know what I mean? Like come on, it's it's the nature of the genre. Just like have a little bit of fucking fun, you know? Yeah. Oh my god, I loved rom coms. I loved them. Like I'm a, I what? was a rom com freak. We watched. All of them. Yeah. Um, I would love that genre to like come alive again. Um, yes. Same. Ooh, and make it all gay. Um, because even yes, now, like, whenever the gay rom com, like bring it back. <laughs> whenever I like can't figure out something to watch, like I will eventually hit some part of like you know my streaming device that will end up giving me rom coms, and I'm like, watch it old seen it oh my god you know what's one of my favorites <laughs> what oh oh i don't know if this is while you were sleeping i don't know why i love that so much with sandra bullock i love i don't sandra. think i've seen that one. Oh my god I love but i sandra do love bullock sandy movies. i'm a sandy fan yes. i will yes. watch her any day I feel I feel like while you were sleeping Ugh. has to be classified as well. I don't know if it would be considered a rom com exactly, but like I think it is. Um, I also loved Practical Magic. Fucking love Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Practical I'm Magic. Watch that tonight. <laughs> I love. Um, I love Sandra. I love like I'm. That's why I'm a Reese Witherspoon fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirsten Dunst is my main bitch. I'm a huge Kirsten <laughs> Dunst fan. Oh my god, you have to love. You have to love. Bring it on. Please tell me you love Bring It On. Oh, I feel- my God. A fucking course. <laughs> that was in my rotation as well with uh, yes. Charlie's Angels. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right. Hold on. Kristen Dunst or Eliza? Mm, I love them both. I mean, I really <laughs> do. I'm just such a Kirsten Dunst fan. Like, I'm going to yeah. love her. But I do. I think I have a little. Also, Gabrielle Union in that fucking Ooh, movie yes yes yeah i'm so sorry that i like did not even <sighs> you're right i feel like that's who i was actually crushing on the most other yeah. beyond the characters but you know what? um I, think that I liked eliza because she i like the bad badass. girl like fuck you yes, attitude yes, you know yes yes and As, i'm like Gabrielle. a child <laughs> Because I was like, I was like, yes, be talented and t- show these girls how they stole everything. Um, and Kristen, I think, was just like her character was like a bit too naive for me. Um, but you know, like she grows. Yeah, I mean, I fucking love that bitch from Interview with the Vampire. Like when she was a child. Like there's I've something about her. That. Oh my god, you should watch it. I've been wanting to rewatch it after we got into First Kill because I watched it as a kid. Um, but like Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt like look the best they've ever looked as vampires to me. Do you think it's their natural state and that's what they're supposed to be like? That maybe that's why they're so shitty these days, because they're <laughs> actually vampires. Um and then yeah, like just everything that Kirsten Dunst has been in. I just fucking love her. Um so yeah, big rom com fam. Who who could be like our gay rom com queen? That's in all the rom coms. Like, I need this to be a thing that comes back. 
Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. Send us your suggestions. Like, well, I'll take it. So the only thing on my radar, gay TV wise, coming up is the show High School that is about Tegan and Sarah. Um, and there, it's like based off of their memoir. It's directed by Clea Duvall. It's got actual queer identical twins starring in it um from my understanding i'm i think they're queer i'm not positive but i'm pretty sure they are um but i do know they're identical twins which is a big important factor for me um <laughs> so i don't know if we'll podcast about it because we're going to be podcasting about league of their own when this comes out and you know we can only do one show at a time when but october 14th i think what um which what um it's going to be on the platform Freevee, which I don't even know what the fuck that is. I think that's what <laughs> IMDTV turned into. So I believe it's a free app. Okay. Okay. That we get access to. Um, and Tegan and Sarah, I'm a, I'm a big Tegan and Sarah fan. I don't know if you are. Um, um, I like some of Tegan and Sarah's songs. They make me think of this girl I kind of almost dated. <laughs> Like, gay twins as a gay twin with another gay twin. Like, I mean, <laughs> of course we we're going to love them. Like, in college, we had, me and my friends, we had, like, a big party when their new album came out and, like, celebrated. Like, we were so excited. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I don't, like, I'm not a super fan, but I am a fan of Tegan and Sarah. And um, I'm excited for this show. Um and I'm excited to see some gay twins on TV. It's been a long time. It's been since the Fitch, the Fitch twins from Skins. <laughs> well, they both weren't gay. Only one of them was gay. So. Oh my god, I don't even remember them. <laughs> the redheads, Naomi and Emily. You weren't a Naomi fan. <gasps> oh my fan? god, I love them. <laughs> yeah, I loved both of them. Oh I loved god. I loved Emily Fitch and Katie fucking Fitch. Um, oh my god, I'm just like wanting to rewatch a bunch of shit now. I know this has been kind of a nostalgic podcast for yeah, us. I know. I'm like, <laughs> let's go down memory lane. <laughs> yeah. So if you um want to, you know, check out High School when it comes out in October. Queer director, queer stars based on actual queer people who I think were pretty involved in it. Um. And yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Tegan and Sarah music in it. So, oh yeah, God, gotta, gotta for sure. I w I gotta think that they had an influence on the music in the show. So I'm kind of, you know, that's kind of my thing when I'm watching a show. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. So well, my plug that's is, the only thing. Feel I know. free. My plug is well, feel free to listen to Scrubbing and podcast. Start from episode one with me. Um, let's go ahead and go four years back. <laughs> and um just yeah someone talked no i like oh my god what of you who started at the first episode of our podcast we were cringing we were oh cringing i know i don't remember i don't remember who it was but they're like oh i'm gonna start from was it allison 
Um, yeah. Was like, I'm going to start from the first. And I was like, oh, dear Lord. I was like, that is our just like nostalgic, like can't get rid of it for memories. But no one's meant to actually look at it. <laughs> no one's meant to go back and listen to that. I'm too embarrassed to even go back and listen to it. I keep I keep thinking about downloading the audio and then trying to edit it and seeing if I could clean it up. But, like, I cringe too hard to even listen to it, to edit it. That's what I'm saying. I have such bad embarrassment problems. Like, it just embarrasses me. Um, One of these days I'm going to get drunk and just delete it. (laughs) (laughs) And I won't say a thing. Um, (laughs) So, I think we've talked enough. And being like, V, you got drunk. It was you who did it. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm going to you. V, what what do you mean? What do you mean you didn't do it? You you like drunk called me. Um so I think we've talked enough about some lesbian shit for you all today. I hope you had fun with us. And we'll be pumping out some actual content for you soon, whether it's a league of their own next or the first kill episode eight uh recap and review can't tell you which one will be first but one of those two things is coming your way (laughs) yes thank you for being here with us so you can keep the conversation going with us on twitter at this lesbian shit on instagram at this lesbian ship on patreon at this lesbian ship and please rate and review us and download our episodes on apple podcasts and spotify and we'll talk to you next time bye guys Bye. This lesbianship is intense is a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.